cliffcentral.com. This is the Digital Influence with Ryan Hogan. Stories of digital transformation in business, in relationships, and in life. The remote office working remotely. Telecommuting. This, the idea of this has been around for most of this century. And for a while, you know, 2008, 9, 10, around there, there, it was gathering momentum. There was a lot of excitement about it. Then around 2012, there seemed to be a pullback. It was like, ooh, maybe remote work, telecommuting is not so workable and, and, and maybe it's not as, as great idea as we thought. But there is now gathering moment, momentum for it again. And I think... Well, I think the issue is that it's not going to go away. We are coming to realize, well, the truth of it is, is that the workplace has fundamentally changed the way people approach work, the way they think about work. You know, if you got a job 40 years ago, you know, when you, uh, you probably went to work for a large corporate or the railways or something of that nature, and you were focused on your pension. You wanted just a good boss who would look after you, give you, not give you too much of a hard time, give you a day off from time to time. And in those times, the office hours were nine to five. You got to work in the morning, you did your job, you went home, and then, you know, whatever you did after hours, uh, began, you know, you were a, a father, a mate, a mom, whatever you did after hours. And the office was pretty much the only place work could be done. And, and because work was generally unpleasant, you wanted people in the office in front of you so you could micromanage them and manage little, every little aspect of their day and dock their pay if they were five minutes late, but then encourage them to work hours of overtime for no additional pay. Uh, so it was a kind of a miserable environment. That, is fundamentally changing and the old style way of managing an office or running a workforce is clashing constantly with this new way of work, this new approach to work. And when we look at the way people are approaching work today, they are doing it on a more purpose-driven basis. You know, of, of course, we all want to make money. We want to have a good living. But money is no longer the only thing. I mean, let's assume that you're getting paid enough. Beyond that, you want a sense of fulfillment and purpose and feel like you're doing something in the greater world. And given this, the nature of how we work can change. And the fact is, in the digital age, digital economy, the ability to work remotely is possible. So there are many cases where it doesn't make sense to fight traffic for an hour to get to an office to do a job, which could be done anywhere in the world, just so that the manager can watch you do it and, quote, unquote, make sure that you're doing your job. So we are seeing a resurgence in the idea of the remote work, remote workforce, and certainly globally in, in more uh, established Economies, you know, in America and in Europe, we see there's a growing tendency towards remote work and building remote teams. And then we hear great stories of, of small businesses who have teams scattered around the globe and they work almost exclusively remotely and they are quite successful at it. So I thought we would have a brief discussion about remote work, how it works, uh, what we should be looking at and how you can start thinking about it. And and I'm reminded of this every morning where I happen to be stuck in traffic. And I'm fortunate enough that I have the sort of job that doesn't require me to be in the traffic congestion on a daily basis. But I, you know, I don't always get the timing right. And as I sit there in traffic, I go, clearly the idea of remote work hasn't taken off in South Africa. And, and, and it really should. And I think it needs to. So, 
What I'm going to go through first is I have a list, the sort of pros and cons of the remote office. I'm going to run through those, and then, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, if you if you if you study this and read articles and read articles by businesses that are doing remote work and and to kind of see what works and how they have built successful remote working teams. So we'll go through that at the end. All right, so here we go. Working remotely, the pros and the cons. Um, well, actually, I think I'm going to go through the cons first. So number one, some ideas suffer from a lack of feedback and brainstorming. There can be a danger of remote staff working in a vacuum. So they're working away without being connected, not getting feedback on what they're doing until they've gone quite deep into, into an idea or a project. Uh, number two, even more than in a regular office, you are completely vulnerable to technology, internet access, remote access to servers, and the need to continually apply new practices and software. So I guess, yeah, I mean, if you have a, a technology problem, work comes to an end. So you're kind of at the mercy of the technology. Number three, depending on your mission and the people you serve, there may be no substitute for face-to-face interaction. Unfortunately, what works for your staff may not work as well for the people you serve. Can you strike a balance between office time and remote time? And I, and I do know businesses that do, they work remotely, but they make a point of meeting face-to-face once a week or once every couple of weeks, because that is important. We do, as human beings, we're gregarious and we want the, the company of others, so it is important for us to be physically together from time to time. All right, number four of the cons. Personal relationships between staff members probably do not thrive. Remember that not all value in a job comes from the work itself as from the, or, or from the pay. So, yeah, it is kind of hard. You know, beyond just the job, you know, we are building relationships in the workplace because we are physically together. There's discussion. There's chat. Let's grab a coffee together. Let's have a smoke outside together. So, obviously, that doesn't exist in the remote situation. And then you have, you know, number five, for someone who struggles with being a workaholic, having a desk handy at home may not lend itself to a positive work-life balance. I mean, that is an issue. I had a home office for a long time, and you, you get distracted from home by your house for a, for a start. But then also, if you're prone to working a lot, you work a lot. You're not, you're not taking the time. You're not clocking out and taking the drive home and then being at home. You're pretty much at work all the time. And then there are, of course, number six, there are potentially serious considerations about hardware and software and protecting the organization's intellectual property and security. And, and of course, and this is often expressed as one of the main reasons why beyond, you know, because we don't want to say we don't trust our people to do, to do work. We say, well, it's all about security and protecting our stuff. But we live in a time, the digital age has told us one thing. We cannot use things like security and uh, protection and all of these sorts of things as an excuse not to move into the digital age. Digital is with us. We're here. We have to evolve, and we have to figure out our IT to accommodate it. And then number seven, remote working or off-site work isn't for everyone, and it's certainly not for every job. I mean, obviously, there are obvious jobs where you've got to be on site. Um, so we, we have to figure out, you know, some people are going to struggle with it, and how, how do we deal with that? How do we help them succeed with it? You know, they've got the opportunity to do it, and then they don't quite come right with it. So that's a consideration. And then number eight on our list of cons for the remote office or remote working, you – 
you save, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not renting an office, you're saving a lot of money. But there are expenses around that which may not be immediately obvious. Um, if your team are, is, is comprised of independent contractors, then of course they assume the responsibility of how to manage, equip, and fund their home offices. Um, but if your team is comprised of employees, there will be costs associated with each workstation at home and the equipment that they're using at home that you need to provide. Um, and it could be it could be okay, it could not, but it's something you've got to think about. So it's not just, oh, well, if we've got a remote team, I don't need an office, and boom. All right, so there you go. There's our, here are, those are some of the cons of working remotely. Now, what are the pros? And there are a lot of pros um, to think about. So, number one, when you're working remotely, you're getting away from the noise of the office, the ringing phones, overheard conversations, other distractions that interrupt work. I mean, if you think about an eight-hour workday, um, I'm always thinking about the movie Office Space, you know, with a guy eventually says, well, you know, I think in an average week I'm probably doing, you know, 15 to 30 minutes of solid work because there are distractions. So working remotely, you're away from the noise and distraction that an office uh, – that, that exists within an office. Uh, not having to commute saves energy. It's good for the environment. It's good for you. Uh, you know, you're not arriving at work massively frustrated because it rained and there was a, a traffic light out and it took an hour and a half to get to work where normally it takes 40 minutes. And even 40 minutes is a hell of a lot of time to waste in traffic. Now, the number three, there may be a huge plus in not having to dress and quote, gun, and quote get ready. You know, you can kind of wake up your, and, and you're at work. Now, there are some who say, you know, take the time to shower and get ready, put on some real clothes because you feel like you're going to work. But you're saving time, and, you know, that time is you can get your work done and get back to things that are possibly more important to you. Number four, there is an obvious plus in the flexibility for families and caregivers. This is, you know, you've got to go fetch kids. You've got to, that flexibility can be invaluable to people. So... Uh, rather than, okay, I've got to get to the office by 8 or 9, and then I'm there until 4, and I've got to, anything else that happens during the day, well, becomes a huge drama. Number five, it can allow you to have a diverse workforce in a geographic sense. Uh, so you're not limited, you know, okay, you want to come work for us, you have to move to Johannesburg or Cape Town or Cairo or wherever it might be. Your people can do work from wherever they are. And then number six, not everyone is productive on the same work schedule. I know that I'm not a morning person. Um, I, you know, I get going around 10, 11 during the day, and then I'm happy to work late into the night. Others are Duracell bunnies at 6 o'clock in the morning. They're ready to go. So if you're that person, you can get up at 5, be working by 5.30, boom, 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 do all your stuff, finish at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. So that flexibility as well is great. Number six, not everyone is oh, – okay, number seven, limiting face-to-face -face contact forces you to be mindful about the time you spend in meetings and the biggest bitch at every company is how much time you spend in meetings but we're not face to face so that tends to cut out a lot of bullshit and distraction around that you can get to the point and get things done and then number eight working remotely is probably the wave of the future with younger talent more likely to demand it and that's very true we hear about millennials but what about the digital natives who are now starting to will, will be coming into the workforce over the next couple of years and they're going to have a massive impact and for them they will understand it as a way of life. So there are some of the pros. <clears throat> All right. Now let's talk briefly about 
Well, let's understand this. The remote office is coming. It, it, more and more, it's going to be adopted more and more. It is the wave of the future. So if you're in a business, whether you've got 10, 15, 20, or 300, 500, whatever, how do you start thinking about having a remote team? Well, these are some of the traits, some of the characteristics that uh, successful remote workforces are building themselves around. First and foremost is trust. And this should be being built into the culture of any business, whether they're remote or not. Trust is so incredibly important today. You know, we during the Industrial Revolution, you couldn't trust each other because work was terrible and you had to force people to work and they were doing everything they could to get out of work and still get paid at every moment. That's changed now. We're more purpose-driven. And when there's purpose, it's easier to have trust. But the funny thing with trust is somebody has to go first. You know, normally it's going to have to be the leadership from the top down. Okay, we're going to trust you to do work, um, to do what you need to do. And then you build a culture around that where you're accountable to each other. And if that's going to happen, it's got to be through, there has got to be excellent communication. You know, one of the cons of the remote office was, you know, you'll end up working in a vacuum. Well, that only happens where there is no communication. So the tools of communication are incredibly important and there's got to be regular, you know, even if there's, you know, whether it's Skype or Slack or you Podio, you're using some technology platform that allows you to be in constant contact. Um, uh, you know, it could just be you could just be connected. So as you're going through the day, you can shout a question, you can communicate. However, you work it out. Communication is vital and regular and constant. And through this, you build a community. So even though we are remote, you've got to feel like you're part of a group, part of a group that's doing something amazing. And then where at all possible, you've got to try and meet offline. Uh, there's a South African company that I interviewed a guy from that company. It was great. They, a couple of years ago, abandoned their office. And they said, okay, we don't have an office. Everyone works from home or remotely. And they, and they communicate regularly. But once every week or once every two weeks, they'll meet together for a breakfast at a restaurant somewhere. And they'll, and they'll pick one close to someone's home. And that kind of rotates. And that works very well for them. But that offline meeting, we are gregarious. We want to be with other people. So, do make the time if possible to to meet offline face to face in remote teams autonomy is key. People have got to have the power to make decisions about what they do. In the office environment, we can have chain of command and, and, and that slows things down, but it's going to really slow things down in remote teams. And then probably what goes without saying, you've got to use technology. Everyone in a remote team has got to have outstanding access to the internet. And there are huge numbers of tools that can be used for remote working, you know, the virtual collaboration through things like Google Docs, uh, communication through apps like Slack, and so on. And then, you know, pick a time where you can socialize offline, where there's kind of like a virtual cooler, and you can say, okay, so everyone tell us something about yourself. Everyone chips in, and there's uh, a little bit of an online discussion where, where it's kind of socializing offline. And this gets people more and more used to the idea. And just because it's remote, you can't be without policy. So establish a framework for, you know, how, do, how are we going to work? What, are, what do we expect from each other? Um, so, so that's understood. In our, and there is a process. So purpose and policy are still important to establish an operating basis. But the bottom line is the remote office is coming. It is the wave of the future. Let's start preparing for it because when it works and it works well, it is incredibly rewarding. And that's my brief five cents worth on 
the remote office, the remote workforce. Good luck if you're attempting this. And if you're not yet, start looking into it. There's great rewards to be reaped. I'm your host, Ryan Hogarth, and you've been listening to Digital Influence. You just listened to the Digital Influence with Ryan Hogarth. CliffCentral.com